Monday. What a Monday. Oh, man, what a, what a eventful two weeks we've had since we were last um, live and recorded. There's been a lot going on. There's been a lot going on. Um, <clears throat> I wanted this to be a short episode, so we're not going to go. If you are listening in the audience live on stereo, we're not going to go fully in depth. Uh, like we normally do, because um, Greg and I wants to go and have 50 cent links. Um, and for Greg, uh, a club soda, since he's not drinking anymore, <clears throat> since he's not drinking anymore, and I'll have what I usually have, but not many. But anyway, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> here Nothing we wrong go. with that, man. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with that. Oh, I, I, man, I, I spent too much this, I spent too much this weekend. Um, but it was it was good money spent. It was good money spent. There you go. Um, I was gonna say, did you have a good time? I, I did. I did. So so um, good. <clears throat> Thursday, I went to this uh, new cigar bar um, here in DC. It was really good. It was very expensive. Was very expensive, but really really good. Food was really good. Uh, the atmosphere was really good. Service was service was phenomenal. Um, I just know not to go there and suck on paydays. <laughs> yeah, because a $150 tab is not what I like Ouch. at all. Yeah. It, but it would have been, it would have been cheaper. It would have been only $118. But I, if I'd have realized, oh, um, the tuning is already included. Ah, that's how they get you. Hmm. Yeah. So then I saw, I'm like, okay, I, I didn't even notice it until like I saw the receipt. Um, and yeah, I added an, I added an additional $19 to, the, <laughs> to it. Like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, but it was really nice. And it's something, and it was, you know, it's something that I don't usually get to do. I don't usually get to treat myself, um, you know, like that. So it was good. It was really good. Um, uh, uh, Saturday um, was my cousin's gender reveal, and we all. So in the family, in the family, there there are rarely any boys born into the family. Um, they always come from, you know, male cousins. But you know. You, you you get the, you catch the drift like the female cousins. We've only we only had we only have one out of my first cousins that <clears throat> have birthed a boy um, since we all became childbearing age. Um, so we were all praying for a boy, and we're not getting a boy. We're getting another girl. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, for me, as long as the baby is born healthy. Um, that's all that matters to me. So, yeah, um, yep. that, that's about it. So, um, how was everyone else's week? Two weeks we didn't record last week. Um, so, how, uh, how was everyone's? How has everyone been doing? Uh, I mean, I've been doing okay. Uh, it was under the weather. The whole family was under the weather about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Um, we got a, uh, <laughs> we got a new puppy, um, uh, 
a couple weeks ago and uh 10 weeks old um and uh yeah i forgot what it's like raising a toddler um because that's basically what it's like man (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness oh wow he just he's he's the cutest thing in the world he really is he's so cool but at nighttime he is so loud oh my goodness as soon as you put him (laughs) in his cage i mean i'm i I, i'm going on like maybe two three hours sleep for the past four or five nights you know but you know it's it's like i said it's just like raising a toddler so i've been there done that so you know i just gotta just got to go back and remember how to do it. That's all. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I'm, my sister and I, we, uh, I, she wants to get a, she wants to get a dog. We always, growing up, we always had a dog. You know, my, my mom was a fervent animal lover. Um, any animal, it didn't matter. Um, she loved it. So, um, we're in the process of getting that done now. <clears throat> Um, get, get, okay. get one now, so that should, that would be fun. Um, but enough. I, I've been talking a lot. Ashley, how about you? How, how, how have the last two weeks been going for you? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, just a lot of work. About it. No real complaints. All right. Okay. Sounds good. And good. Yeah. For me, uh, things are turning around. Um, Finally had a job interview, first one in honestly years. I'd say like about four years. Uh, I'm I'm not used to that at all, but I'm like slowly learning that interviewing and like applying for jobs is completely different from what it used to be. Um, it's it's just weird, but I'm grateful. I'm hoping I get this job because. My current job, even though I like that they pay me, they don't pay me enough. So I'm kind of like fuck them, in my personal opinion. <laughs> and I want to, I want to have more money. Um, I'm noticing that my boss is starting to act a little bit erratic. Um, everybody, minus like the people who worked there the longest, for some reason, have different titles. They have higher salaries. Like for me, I was really upset that I got a. $2,000 raise and a $1,500 bonus. After taxes, that's the equivalent of giving me roughly $1,300 throughout the course of 24 paychecks. No, it's not going to cut it. That, and then with inflation and shit, I pretty much didn't get a raise. That's just how it felt in my personal opinion. Um, I was going to play the game of you know, going into the interview, what do you call it? Like going into my annual review and saying, Hey, with inflation and this and this and this, like, how about giving me these things? And then I thought about it. I shouldn't have to ask for this. I'm five years in. And if you don't respect people enough to, you know, just give them the salary that they deserve, that's a problem. But what was more interesting is there was a new girl who started at my job and essentially, next year, she'll be making what I make now. That took me five years to make because apparently Shit. the pay scale went up for new employees. At that point, I thought it was an absolute slap in the face. So I've been like actively doing things to piss them off. Like on LinkedIn, I have the little banner that says actively looking. Um, I definitely leave my 
Indeed and my LinkedIn like up at work. And like just I leave it on the monitor because I'm like, I I want you to know. Um actively tell you know, I I talk to my coworkers about salaries and stuff like that because we all talk amongst each other. And I'm I'm very vocal about it to the point where I just say, you know what, like I make this much and then my coworkers like, wait, you make that? I was like, Yeah. And then now she's wondering how much other people are making. And I was like, yeah, you should wonder. It shouldn't be a mystery if you work with people and you all don't know kind of like if you're in the same ballpark. Because what's going to make it worse is when you find out that you do more work than someone and they make almost, if not more than what you make. It's disgusting behavior. So It is. It really I'm, is. It, it's, it's, it's really fucked up, Lou. Like I, I was in the like annual review and you ever just been like, so over it that it's like, yeah, thank you. This will get me by until I find something else. I'm at that mm-hmm. point. And I've been in law for like 10 years. I fucking hate it at this point. I love the stability and the security of the job. But like I was saying in my interview today, I, I feel not safe. There was a word that I used. I said, I felt too comfortable. Like I go into work every day knowing like, oh, I can do the job. Like that's great to do. But I want to be able to, I won't say be challenged because somebody will see challenges. Oh, let's keep giving them work. I don't want that. I want to be able to do my work and enjoy it. So I've been applying for like social media jobs, digital marketing jobs. And this one seems promising. So I'm really hoping that I get it because if I have to go through this entire calendar year with this job, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say a lot of disrespectful shit for 365 consecutive days. Um <laughs> So the end, the end game for me, and even like, you know, Cashley and I talked about this a few months ago when I was telling her, I was like, you know what, I, you know, I'll try the tech field and stuff like that. But so much has happened in the tech space with like the Twitter layoffs and everything like that. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow for Young Black and Bother. I don't want to get into it tonight. But basically for me, I just felt as though now is the time to actually kind of like do what you want to do. Q, he was telling me, you know, you know, at the beginning of this year, he was like, I want to do a job that I want to do. He's like, I want to be out of the classroom and I want to be an administrator. I was like, you know what? Then go do it. Fast forward now, like not even now, last week we were talking about it and I was like, yo, like I'm, I'm happy with what I do. I just don't want to do it anymore. He was like, well, go for it. I was like, you know what? Then I'm gonna fucking go for it. I got on fucking LinkedIn. I, you know, did what I'm supposed to be doing. And I got an interview, very happy about it. So if anybody's looking for work, um, my current job probably will be hiring very soon, hopefully, um, because I will be somewhere else. Um, that all being said, I don't really have much this episode to really say because I'm going to be very sober. But I do want to just lead with saying this. The Adam Gates Why Are You Still Here Award is going to Kyrie Irvin because it's fuck you and everything. Like, just... Mm-hmm. I just want to get that out of the way to start the show and make it spicy because, boy, um, it hurts being right. But it feels fucking fantastic. So Ooh. I was right. The show was right. Q, Lou, Cashley were right. Pam was right. Yeah, Greg goes hard on Kyrie, but Kyrie goes hard on everybody else. And as a result, I cannot wait until this season is over when they say that the Brooklyn Nets are going to either trade for or they're going to go get Kimball Walker and they're going to cut Kyrie Irving because they're sick of his shit. And I can't wait. It's going to be a beautiful day. Because they're going to trade one terrible ass player for another terrible ass player, and can't wait. All right, I'm done. 
I think that'll happen before the season's over, actually. <laughs> yes, I see that definitely happening. Definitely happening. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, so guys, we're gonna do a diff- we're gonna change the lineup this week. We're gonna lead off with lead off with some stories in the NFL, go to the NBA, and then we're going to end because there's been so much wrestling news. We're gonna end uh find our last segment will be before uh, before we give our rewards, and I heard through the grapevine that Cashley has an award mm-hmm. to give out tonight. Oh my god! Hey. I did. Hey. Stick around for it. <laughs> I cannot I can't. wait. Me neither. I cannot wait. <laughs> oh boy! So we're our, our final se- our last segment before we get before we give out those awards will be our wrestling update. From Cashley. All right, so week nine of the NFL season is wrapping up tonight. It's current currently Monday Night Football on ESPN, and Lamar Jackson just overthrew his receiver that in the end zone. Demarcus Robinson score is seven to zip. Four minutes and nineteen seconds left in the second quarter as we speak. Um, but wow, what what a week! What a week! Where did we start? I don't even know where to start. How, you know what? I know where to start. The fucking New York Jets. Mm-hmm. The fucking New York Jets hosted the <clears throat> hosted the Buffalo Bills, who is arguably the number one team in the league so far, um, with the leading candidate for MVP, Josh Allen. More on Josh Allen in a second. In New Jersey, because you know they're not New York, and they beat the Jets, the fucking Jets. I wish I actually wish Pam was on for this episode because the praise that I'm about to give this team, I'm actually starting to vomit in my mouth. But anyway, <laughs> the New York Jets defeated the Buffalo Bills twenty to seventeen. Twenty, 20 to seventeen. Josh Allen ran for two scores, but threw two interceptions. And did not throw a passing touchdown. I, I can at least. I, I was just gonna say. I just want to say one thing. I want to give shout out to Greg. He called this before the season even started. He might have even called this last year that the Jets were going to be good. And I, for one, didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. But. Shout out to you, Greg, because, uh, yep, once again, you were right. You're welcome. You're welcome. But I honestly hate being right about this one because when we went down the schedule, I picked this game. And I said, if they can beat the Bills, the rest of the season for them would be a cakewalk. It's it's scary because I thought once Brees Hall went down, that was going to be it. We don't have to worry about the Jets anymore for the rest of the season. They got better. That's scary. That's scary. And then they have my boy, James Robinson. Um, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Very excited. I'm not even a Jets fan, but you can tell the excitement in my voice, right? I feel like Kanye. Even when I'm wrong, I'm right. And damn, that feels good. Damn, that feels good. Um, Q, 
I'm going to just let you take it. I don't want to like gloat too much because Kyrie Irving might come out of the woodworks. But <laughs> yes, yes, the Jets oh, won. I will say this, though. Um, and my, this is actually about the game. Um, I feel like the NFL has figured out Buffalo. The similar thing happened to Kansas City. And I, I hate to be that person. Like, I, I hope, like, Josh Allen as well. And, you know, he rests up. It didn't look good. They had the early bye. So now, they what, three weeks? They had a bye, what, week six? We're going into week 10. He's injured, and he has to play the entire season now with this lingering injury. And his offense has been exposed. They don't use Devin Singletary nearly as much as they should because they keep relying on Josh Allen. Um, Stephon Diggs isn't playing to the caliber he was last season. Everybody knows that for a fact. But Buffalo being exposed by a division rival, it's it's I, I it's going to get real. It's going to get real I dark. I don't too. think it's. I don't think. I don't think it's so, and so much. It's so much as as being exposed. I don't think mm-hmm. there's enough balance in there. I don't think there's enough balance in there. Offense and yeah, right. They, I do, not, they do not use um, Devin Singletary more enough. Um, basically, Josh Allen is is a throwing version of RB one who's playing. Yes, who we're watching right now. Um, yeah, he's a you know he's a quarterback that can throw the ball mm-hmm. and run with it, um, and. Um, Buffalo uses him at uses him basically uses him in a similar way to to, to Lamar Jackson, except there's one glaring difference. Josh Allen can actually mm-hmm. throw the damn ball, and absolutely, and RB one tries. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but but I'll, 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 say, I'll say this. Yeah. I'll just say one more thing when it comes to like just Buffalo in general. Um, I don't feel like they really have a a threat. When it comes to like playoff positioning, they're good. They need to, and I hate them to say this. I'm going to vomit in my mouth a little bit by saying it. They should be threatened by the NFC. The AFC, if in my personal opinion, feels like a cakewalk. I don't believe in Kansas City at all. I don't believe in Miami at all. Should I honestly? I believe in the Detroit Lions more than I believe in Miami. I think Miami's a fluke. I think that people are trying to forget the fact that Tua definitely had three concussions in nine days. I think that they're trying to make like Waddle and, you know, Hill be like the guys. And I get it. They're like number two and number four when it comes to like overall like yards. But it's like, cool, that's great. But Josh Allen, in my personal opinion, he's so good. There is no threat to the AFC. He's like, well, Buffalo is like the Golden State Warriors. They're like, they're honestly so good, even a more talented team can't beat them because the strategy, like something about them just clicks. The only issue I see is if the fucking Jets make the playoffs, because now not only have you been exposed, the team that nobody thought was beating teams is beating teams and exposing those teams. The Jets look fucking good, like really, really good. And if Buffalo has to go and run the gauntlet of playing Kansas City, Miami, and possibly the Jets, like it's it's going to get real dark. They he they better hope that the Jets get put out 
and a wild card. <laughs> and then they end up possibly playing someone that's not Miami. I think they probably won't get Miami until like the conference, you know, the AFC championships anyway. But yeah, Buffalo, I'm not really concerned about, but J-E-T-S, Just Jets, Jets. Yeah, yeah, I, I like saying that. I like saying that. Shout out to Pam. She's going to be so happy. And I hope that she tunes in to this episode because Q, she, you, you know you owe her a bet, right? You, you owe her a bet. The, the bet, for reference, was, I think, it was, it was like a, it was a $50 bet, and then I demoted it down to wearing a jersey from a Jets player. So Q's already lost two bets so far. He's lost the <laughs> Washington bet. <laughs> he's about to lose. The, he's going to he's going to lose the Detroit Lions bet, which I thought was crazy. He said they wouldn't win more than four games. Well, they still might not. They it, they, they could they very well be a five hundred team. Yeah, they, they could if they had a, if they had any semblance if they had any semblance of a defense. Yeah, right. That's exactly. true. Is that the, is their defense playing like they? I mean, but then it, okay, okay. You know what? I take that back. But they, had, if, <laughs> if they had any semblance of defense, like they're like, man, come on. Like yesterday, yesterday's game, they played the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is a shell of himself, and he should have stayed retired. Well, he should have retired. Mm-hmm. Take that back. It's Tom Brady that should have stayed retired, but he should have retired. There's oh, no receivers. <coughs> <coughs> oh, this is gonna be good. Oh, here's no receivers. Romeo Dobbs got injured yesterday. Um, Randall Cobb is already out in on IR for the time for the time being. They Green Bay is so adverse to using a first round pick to draft a wide receiver. They drafted Romeo Dobbs in the second. I think they believe in the second or the third round. Instead of going and getting where they were, where they were, just look at the receivers that was available in this draft. Mm-hmm. Or they could have oh. they could have traded up for like a Crystal Lave or uh, um, uh, insert first round receiver here, uh, a Jahan mm-hmm. Dachson. Um, yep. And they didn't. So I, I guess the question, it, it, the like question that I have for you, Q. This is a question just for you. I don't want anybody else to answer. Um, And remember, I asked this question and Q didn't answer it. This was last week. I said, is Aaron Rodgers, like his downfall worse than Drew Brees? And Q didn't answer that question. So Q, it's time. I I think we've seen enough. For you to have is your answer. Down, <clears throat> is his downfall worse than Drew Brees? Yes. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Because so, with Brees, he completely mm-hmm. lost his arm strength. Like, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers can still sling it. He just don't yeah. have no receivers that can catch it. Okay. So let me, let me explain why I asked this question. So Drew Brees, without an arm, was one game away from making the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers has that arm. He actually still had receivers. Um, Aaron Rodgers also was just, what, last year, MVP. Drew Brees wasn't MVP the season before. So we have a quarterback that the world regards as one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, even though they completely omit 
four every year when it comes to MVP running. Because honestly, if Aaron Rodgers wins three straight games, you know, in the next three weeks, you know what we want to say? Aaron Rodgers is playing MVP caliber. He got his team above 500 and they're doing good now. You, you know, it's going to happen. It happens every fucking year. But for me, in my personal opinion, the reason why I'm going to say that he's regressed faster because anybody who has gone from being an MVP to an MV who in the span of eight months, yes, you've regressed that much. You've regressed so bad that you lost your number one receiver because you thought about your contract instead of actually winning. And it proved to work against you. Talking about losing Devontae Adams, right? To the point where even Randall Cobb, they said Randall Cobb is healthy. He just doesn't want to play right now. Because it's like, oh, what's the point of getting re-injured trying to, you know, bail Aaron Rodgers out when he's literally throwing three interceptions and he has seven yards to throw them? How the fuck is that happening? Nobody knows. If anybody else would have done that, Derek Carr, fucking uh, Taylor Heineke, any other quarterback in the NFL, we would be blasting them for a week. I literally listened to First Take and I watched, um, what's his name, Stephen A. Smith, try to explain for 34 minutes why Aaron Rodgers is still the bad man. He just needed to, you know, help the team in the offseason. Nobody was saying this shit all year. Nobody says, hey, Drew Brees, like, Help your team be better. It's like, you know what? I'm going to do with nothing and succeed. Yes, you can say he had Alvin Kamara, right? Somebody was like, oh, he had Alvin Kamara and he had Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is literally going through what, um, what's dude's name that was in Cincinnati and then like Tyler Boyd took over for him and then he ended up going to Arizona and AJ, playing like AJ, AJ, AJ Green. Green. Yeah. yeah. So he, he's going through that. So you have that. People would say, oh, well, you know, they use Brady as leverage. Like, oh, well, Brady regressed, but he didn't regress as bad as Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, yeah, but he has fucking four receivers, two tight ends, three running backs, offensive line. So I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers the benefit of the doubt. The difference with Aaron Rodgers is everybody knows he's vocal about firing his, co- you know, getting his fire, uh, his coaches fired, getting staff fired, arguing with them on the sidelines, arguing with the players. Where are you when we need talent? Where are you when people want to play with you? Oh, that's because nobody wants to. Because whenever you win, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, he Mm -hmm. was the reason why they won. But Mm -hmm. when they lose, he's literally like the Homer Simpson gift. He just backs into the bushes and just lets the rest of the team take blame. It's it's, It's annoying. When Drew Brees lost, you know what they would say? Drew Brees lost this game. Drew Brees threw them out of the game. But when he won, it's like, oh, Drew Brees threw them into the game. He won the game for them. Or, you know, like Aaron, Alvin Kamara. Like, yeah, he got six touchdowns. Nobody was saying, hey, Alvin Kamara got six touchdowns. But you know what? Drew Brees threw three of them. Like, nobody said that shit. If Aaron Jones <laughs> scored fucking four rushing touchdowns in one game, but, you know, one of them was from Aaron Rodgers, you know what they would say? Aaron Rodgers won the game for the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. And then in the subtitle... Aaron, you know, Aaron Jones runs for 128 yards and three touchdowns. Like, what, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> so the stat line doesn't even make sense. And you know it to be true because this is documented when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. So we have to start holding that man accountable for his fuck-ups just as much as we do when he's actually, you know, doing well. Because, trust me, if they win this week, and I think they have a Bob either way, like, the next time that they play, if Aaron Rodgers wins, they can you know, win they by... Play, they play Sunday. They play Dallas Sunday. Uh, Exactly. How's it America's game of the week when this man couldn't fucking throw literally like this Sunday? So any given Sunday, Aaron Rodgers has a reprieve. I'm telling you, if they beat Dallas, even if 
the kicker, you know, if Crosby wins the game for Green Bay, you know what they're going to say? Aaron Rodgers is back. We just need to give him some time. The, the team finally has their chemistry. It's like, what the fuck? Like, the kicker won them the game. What, what are we doing here? But so, Aaron Rodgers got him in a position to kick that field goal, right? <laughs> exactly. It's so crazy to me. I hate it so much. But, I, I mean, I do like Aaron Rodgers. I just I felt the reason why I wanted to ask you that question is because I kind of knew where he was going to go and say Drew Brees about the arm. But nobody can ever act like Drew Brees doesn't always keep his team as like a playoff contender. Like when he was in the league, they were always a contender. You would see a game where it's like, yo, there's no way that they should win this game. They're playing the fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers or they're playing the you know Kansas City Chiefs. It's like, oh, it's Drew Brees. He doesn't have Michael Thomas. He just has Alvin Kamara and a whole bunch of nobodies. But you know what? The spread is, you know, it's going to be over 54. And it's like, how the fuck is it going to be over 54 if he has nobody to throw to? It's like, because it's Drew Brees. He's going to figure out a way to throw for 407 yards. How? Nobody knows. But he's going to do it. He's going to throw to the sixth receiver if he has to. He's going to get a cheerleader and be like, yo, just get to the end zone. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, I don't see that. And this is the same guy who I saw literally throw from one end of the field to the next. And the dude, the tight end who just randomly caught around four, you know, he had four receivers around him. He caught and brought it down and won the game. And everybody's like, oh, my God, it's the greatest throw on planet Earth that Aaron Rodgers threw. This is when, Q, we went to Penn Social. This is how long it's been that we've been hearing about Aaron Rodgers making miraculous throws. Well, Why can't you make miraculous wins? Weren't you just the reigning MVP? But he weren't, right? He's going to blame it on his receivers. Exactly. But here's the thing. You can't blame it on your receivers when no one wants to play with you. Like they had Green Bay had an opportunity to go to Aaron Rodgers like, yo, we can go and get you, you know, homeboy from uh, Vegas. You can get, you know, Darren Waller. You can go even get um, Brandon Cooks. They were trying to get him from Houston. Aaron Rodgers could have done that. And, uh, and Chase, Chase Claypool. Yeah. And, and Chase. Too. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you think the league doesn't talk? These players all know. It's like, yo, like Aaron Rodgers, yes, he's going to win us games. But outside of the fact that Milwaukee is Milwaukee and he's cold as fuck in, like, October and nobody wants to really play there in the winter, somebody would be like, you know what? I want to play with Aaron Rodgers. That's the reigning MVP. He knows how to win. He He's in a winning culture. Green Bay is a winning culture, right? <clears throat> if your number one receiver decided to go to a less than big market in Vegas to throw with a quarterback who's less capable than Aaron Rodgers. Like it, like the ends don't justify what, what, the means to me. Right. I mean, what, what's that? I mean, Devontae Adams sided with the Raiders. What does that say about his relationship with Aaron Rodgers? Exactly. But you, you know what it says to other receivers? Yo, Devontae Adams went to a lesser quarterback, but got his money. If I go to Green Bay, yeah, I might go to a more capable quarterback, but I know I'm not going to get paid. So uh, I, I hate to be that person. I fully expect somebody to make breaking news and it's going to piss me off. Friday afternoon, when he gets cleared, they're going to say either he, um, Odell is going to end up in fucking Green Bay or Dallas. And it's going to be the speculation all weekend. Right before the game of the week, oh, he was cleared. He's going to sign with either Dallas or Green Bay. And guess what? They're playing this week. And it's going to, when it happens, don't tell me Greg was right. Don't say this happened. Just know I'm going to be annoyed because Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is going to ruin him. They're going to act like Odell is going to be saving grace for Green Bay. No. 
Green Bay has good receivers. They just don't have a name. Odell is not going to change that. You know why I know that? It's because fucking Deshaun Jackson is playing for Baltimore and they acted like he was going to come in and slot in as a wide receiver one. He has every bit of 17 yards in this entire game. Now, I might say that every bit of 17 yards. (laughs) Yeah. We have to start calling Uh, a thing a thing. And I'm just going to shut up and say this finally. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a really good quarterback, but I really hate the disrespect that Drew Brees gets in comparison to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is just a you know just as good of a quarterback as he is. But I feel like if we put the MVP accolades aside, or the fact that you've had number one receivers your entire career, you've had Hall of Famers your entire career, Drew Brees got it done with less. Yeah, somebody would say there was other dynamics about it, but. He utilized his offense. Nobody was thinking Alvin Kamara is going to come in and just be this fucking stud that's running for fucking six touchdowns. Do we not remember that they had Mark Ingram also doing the exact same thing and nobody could figure out what to do with Mark Ingram? So a part of it's the coaching, but a part of it is the players. Honestly, I didn't think fucking Taysom Hill was worth the money, but they were like, you know what? You're under who? Drew Brees, right? You were under Drew Brees. You should be able to work out. They gave him the contract that he wanted. They still went and got Jameson, but whatever. But either way, long story less long, I fully, fully, fully expect nothing to happen to Aaron Rodgers when it comes to him losing. But when he wins, he is the God. He is Morgan Freeman and Bruce Almighty. Like, he's just like, he's untouchable. He's just the guy. And I hate it. I, I really, really hate it. So, Aaron Rodgers, this is my proclamation to you. And I'll say this in closing. Um, I want you to beat Dallas. And the only reason I want you to beat Dallas is because I need Q's team in the playoffs. because. We were supposed to go to that game on Sunday, and I'm glad we did. And I land my plane there. There you go, Q. All right. Um, so moving right along, we've been away from the Aaron Rodgers and this crap. <clears throat> the Indianapolis Colts are in, are in a complete shit show. So yes, in Week Nine uh, action, they played the New England Patriots, and the New England Patriots. Wipe their ass with that team. Final score was 26 to 3. And as a result, Frank Wright, the now the coach, the head coach, was who was who was the head coach yesterday is no longer the head coach today. Do you know who he was replaced by? Who is the interim coach in Indianapolis now? I heard Jeff, that <clears throat> Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday. I heard that this morning and I just couldn't believe it. I literally couldn't believe it. Well, believe because it, it is true. I, he it has no true. coaching experience except he coaches his son's football team or something like that. So he coached a high school he coached a private yeah. high school team for three years. But in terms of other any other coaching experience, he has zilch. Not in college, not on the college level, not on the NFL level. What the wow. fuck is going on in Indianapolis? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was going to make up an excuse, but I don't have anything. Um, I still think Matt Ryan was a bad decision. So there's that. <clears throat> I just the Colts will just perpetually just be bad, and. It sucks they ruined Jonathan Taylor. I feel like they ruined him. He's going to be that. He's going to be like James Conner. I hate this. 
Like, remember when James Conner was supposed to be the guy? I was like, oh, James Conner is that dude. And now we just, we're dealing with him being injured every two weeks. Jonathan Taylor, same situation. Every two weeks he's injured. He comes back, he runs for 64 yards, gets injured again. It's like, well, fuck, like, enough's enough. So, with the calls and the fact, wait, they really lost 26 to 3? All right, I, I have nothing else to say. Fuck them. Um, she, I thought that they at least scored a touchdown. Three points? Yeah. The Colts, they, you know who couldn't do that, though? The fucking New York Jets. I'll, I'll leave that there. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> moving right along. Um, we're going to keep NFL news a little, uh, a little short. Um, <laughs> The Washington Commanders. Oh, yep. Here it is. My, Here it is. My team. My team. Grudgingly, my team right now. <sighs> Sell the goddamn team, Dan. Sell the goddamn team, Dan. <laughs> Her cousin. Trying to find the words here. Kirk Cousins, first game back in DC. I mean, I'm sorry, Landover. Not in DC. First game back in Landover at that god awful stadium called Trash X. His offense couldn't. The Vikings wasn't able to do anything on offense after the after the first series where Kirk Cousins threw a touchdown pass to. A spectacular first down. Actually, it, the pass sucked. <clears throat> the, pa- the pass sucked. But uh, uh, what's his name? J- Justin Jefferson made an outstanding catch. Made an outstanding catch. The Washington defense actually dominated. Dominated. Okay, Ashley, where are you? The, the defense actually dominated. Taylor Heineke was making plays, and then he threw a disastrous interception, which sparked the Vikings in the fourth quarter. We all know, if you paid attention to the season, yes, Minnesota may be on a six-game winning streak. They've had to come back in every game streak. And they beat up the middle class of the NFL. <clears throat> they they beat the they beat the middle class in the NFL. Like the, you know, the only like really big, big team that the Vikings have played and they lost that game was to the was to the Eagles. The 17 in Philly. <sighs> Scott Turner, get the fuck out of town. Ron Rivera Get the fuck out of town. I'm not even mad at Jack Del Rio this week. The defense played exceptional. Exceptional. Dan Snyder, sell, please. Sell the fucking team today. Please sell it today. You, I, <clears throat> so, the report came out that that uh, Snyder would not, is not would, would never accept a bid from Jeff Bezos. I don't I fucking stand why. 
Jeff Bezos can write, can cash out you $7 billion in his sleep. He doesn't want to do that because Dan Snyder hates the Washington Post. Who owns the Washington Post? Jeff Bezos. He hates the Washington Post because they put, they, they throw all his shit into the fan so that everyone can see. Sell the goddamn team to him. Who else can write you a seven billion dollar check right, right in in a in a pinstroke? It won't. It like literally does not have to go. Does not have to write get any financing. Does not have to go to a bank. Go through a bank, get a loan. Does not have to have other investors. Though he's though he's rumored to be trying to bring it bring along Jay Z, which would be a great move, by the way. That can literally say, here, how do you want this money? Do you want it in a briefcase? Do you want it in a check? Do you want it paypal Would you like it cashed at? Fuck it. I don't know how much Bitcoin is worth right now or $17,000. I'll give you 75 Bitcoins. Sell the goddamn team, Dan. Day for Joe Mixon, five touchdowns, four rushing, one, one receiving, in a blowout, in a blowout win for the Bengals over the, over the um, the uh, Panthers. How about a day? How, how about the day Justin Fields had yesterday? Three touchdowns passing. He only threw for 129 yards. So what? He threw three. He threw three three touchdowns. He ran for a quarterback record, single game record, 178 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Yes, the Bears lost. Are we finally seeing what we should have been seeing all along from, from, from Justin Fields now? Because this is three straight games that the Bills, I mean, here we go the Bills, that the Chicago Bears have scored over 30 points. They lost two of them, one one. Are we? Are we really now? Are, are we truly beginning to see the Justin Fields experience? It took him long enough to give him the keys to the car, the keys to the offense, and just let him be him. And I fully think that uh, you're going to see this for the rest of the year. Um, he, I mean, yeah, they traded for Chase Claypool. I think he had maybe two catches yesterday. Um, Darnell Mooney, you know, showed up. He's he's finally getting the ball out too, but they wanted him to run more, and he's running more. And uh, and it, now we we can't forget this Miami's defense. Um, that's how Miami's going to win games. Their defense is garbage. They're going to just try to outscore you with their offense with Tyreek Hill, Waddle. Uh, all 13 of their running backs, whatever. Uh, that, that's just what they do. So, yeah, I think this is the uh, Justin Fields you're going to see from here on out. All right. All right. Um, so that is not only for the NFL this week. Uh, right now, the, game, the Monday Night Football is in, is in halftime. It is 14-3, running over uh, the New Orleans Saints, and again, at halftime. Um, let's quickly talk about some NBA news. Um, and as much 
You know what the show title says. That villain win, Tyree gets canceled. <clears throat> well, Kyrie has officially become radioactive. Officially. If you didn't know he was radioactive, you better know it now. So he was, uh, last week it was announced, and this was on uh, Thursday, he was Thursday, Friday, that he has been suspended at least five games um, for not apologizing um, when he had the opportunity to do so, when he met the media on Thursday, uh, was it Thursday? <clears throat> um, he offered regret. He, he, and not, not regret. He said he didn't mean to offend anybody. If anyone was offended, he didn't, he, he didn't mean to offend anyone by uh, tweeting out uh, the, a link to a film that is widely viewed as anti-Semitic. As widely viewed as anti-Semitic. Um, and so the, he tried to buy his way out of it by thinking, okay, I, I can donate 500, let me donate $500,000 to, uh, to groups that fight anti-Semitism. Uh, the Nets did this, did matched it, um, with $500,000 $500, from the organization. Um, yeah, the Anti-Defamation League said, yeah, yeah we're not taking your money. <sighs> Do we have to come from Kyrie anymore? Do we? I tried to tell y'all. I really tried to fucking tell y'all. People were messaging me. People were saying, Greg, you're going too hard on this dude. I'm like, no. When I'm right, I'm right because I have the research. I had a friend tell me, oh, you only hate Kyrie because he left Boston. I'm like, no. I was glad he left Boston. There's a difference in that type of hate. Like, a hater would be like, you know what? Fuck him for leaving the team. When he left I smiled, almost shed a tear. I was like, yo, thank God. Like, nobody else is seeing this but me. Like, this is before the flat earth shit. This is before all, like, the antics of him, like, previously. When I see Kyrie Irving, like, I, I feel like there's shit that just shouldn't be. Things that should, like, anybody else say something about it, you'd be like, all right, cool, like, I get it. But when Greg says it, it's like, okay, Greg just want to be right. No, I don't. I want people to just understand, like, he has a documented history of being a fucking head case. And I even gave him his credit. Remember I said this, like, in the offseason, he did an interview, and I was like, yo, like, hearing him from a different perspective was great. But, you know, when we give our flowers, we do, but, you know, I'm going to shit on you because you give me nothing but, you know, a toilet when it comes to content. Like, he, he is, like, festering just, like, stupid shit perpetually between, you know, him, Aaron Rodgers, Kanye. It's like, there's always going to be smoke. You know when people are like, when there's smoke, there's fire? No, it's just always going to be smoke. It's never fire because nothing they do ignites anybody. It's just always smoke. It's like always some shit that's been put out. And with Kyrie and the anti-Semitic stuff that he's said, it's like, Y'all just caught on? Like, he's been saying shit just left and right. I don't know if he's a hotep or not. I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know if he's pro-black or not anymore. People <laughs> will post stuff on Twitter all this week and last week. Like, yeah, but you remember he donated to the WNBA. and he did. I'm like, congratulations? Like, yes, you donated $1.5 million. Like, okay. 
Now, this is going to sound absolutely rude because, like, I don't make that type of money. But if somebody who is a multimillionaire donates $1 million to the fucking WNBA, like, yes, like, you want a kudos for doing that? That's like me saying, you know what? I'm going to, you know, tip my bartender 20%, and I'm expecting somebody to acknowledge it. Like, hey, he tipped 20 fucking percent. It's like, but what? Like, it's, it's kind of a customary thing. It's like an arbitrary number that Kyrie Irving can throw out. I've seen, like, rookies waste a million dollars on gold chains. So for him to say, you know what, I've, you know, I gave a million dollars to WNBA. I'm like, okay, well, how many people in the WNBA are, you know, going to see that 1.5? You donate to the WNBA. So, you know what, I'm going to donate my salary to a player. Here's $1.5 million. Go for it, right? He donated it to the WNBA because he knows for a fact, you know what that money ends up going right back to? The fucking NBA. We just talked about this fucking four episodes ago when we were talking about the WNBA and the money that they said that they needed and deserved and stuff. They do need that. But you also have to generate that revenue. The NBA generates that revenue. That's like fucking, you know, the MLB when it comes to baseball. Oh, great. Like, you know, imagine them saying, oh, we're going to give all the softball players like $1 million. Like, sure, but we make that times 80. So that's like, you know, putting milk in cereal, if you want to call it that. But all in all, my last little statement on Kyrie for the rest of the year is this. Um, I hope they don't stop. I hope it continues because I felt like it was a half-ass apology. I felt like he he did what he needed to do to save his ass for the moment. And he always does that. The COVID situation would be a testament in itself. I'm not saying he should have lost the Nike endorsement. I personally didn't care about it. I thought, you know, he was done with Nike when he told Nike that those shoes that was the, uh, the Kyrie eights, that they were ugly and he didn't want to endorse. I was like, oh, they're going to cut them. They're just trying to find an excuse. They're trying to find a reason why. And surely enough, they did. So with Kyrie, I, I feel no way. It just sucks that James Harden was right about Brooklyn, he got there and was like, yo, this, you have, uh, what's that, uh, that meme? It's like a gif of Donald Glover when he's like, he walks in that room and everything's on fire. He walks in with the fucking pizza box. That's what fucking happened to James Harden. <laughs> he, he, walked, he was like, what the fuck is this? This is a lot. So, damn. <laughs> we, we wasted three good years of KD. He could have been in Washington right now, Q. I'm, I'm just leave it there. KD could have been in Washington with Bill right now, and probably Porzingis. They could have still ended up getting Porzingis. Instead, he went to Brooklyn to partner with the head case that is Kyrie, who's going to end up leaving. And you know what's going to end up happening? Brooklyn to try to recoup. They're going to go get Anthony Davis, and we're going to be sitting there like, how the fuck did this happen? And if they do, I'm blaming Q. I'm absolutely going to blame Q for it because even though he didn't say it, he's thinking it. So I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> I just wanted to say that um, two things. One, don't be surprised if just this, you know, gets rid of Kyrie as soon as possible. Or they, um, KD, and then just start a whole rebuild again, because you know KD in the offseason asked for this. He has to be traded. Now you know Steve Nash is fired. 
all this shit's going on with Kyrie. Don't be surprised if KD ends up getting traded somewhere. He could get traded to Washington. Who knows? Oh. <clears throat> that is a that is a very interesting trade. Um I don't personally see him really traded to, to the Wizards. <clears throat> um but I do think I think he lasts this season and, and at the end of the season by the draft he's he's gone. Um Kyrie is a free agent. Kyrie's a free agent after this year is over. He's definitely gone. And if <clears throat> and if he doesn't go, like if he doesn't retire, if he doesn't retire, I don't see Kyrie doing that. I just see him retire. Just like you know what, fuck this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on my Dr. Umar tip and. <laughs> I'm going on my Dr. Umar tip and just screw it. Real quick, real quick, just to add this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as Greg says, I'm going to land my plate here too. Um, you know how Kanye changed his name to Ye, right? When is Kyrie just going to change his name to Re then? <laughs> it'd, just, it'd just be Re and Ye. Who I- who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, who knows? All right. Um, the Lakers still suck. You know that. Although um, they have been playing better because they finally did the move that they should have. One of the moves they should have made, aside from benched Russell Westbrook and have him have him now coming in on the second in the second unit, which well the Lakers can't shoot. But it's helped it's helped the offense a little bit, a little bit. How long until Russell Russell gets traded or cut? Um. Well, I mean, if it's helping them, maybe he's taking on that role as a backup or uh, as a uh, coming off the bench. Um. Well, it has. Uh, <clears throat> it it, ha- it it has. It's, it 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 has, but I I don't see this continuing because now if you know if you know what's going to be said, right? Already been said by Russ. Oh, I'm not used to. You know, I've always been a starter. I've always like it's been a consistent thing for me. And right. and now I'm coming off and I come off the bench, and that's when I get in. I got injured. Hey, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. Well, you know the old saying: if you like it, if you like it, I love it. I don't love the. I don't. I. I, I don't like. Actually, I hate the Lakers, but hey, whatever. Um. So we are now two weeks into the NBA season. About two, three weeks into the NBA season. What has been your what has been your biggest surprise? What has been the biggest surprise of, this, of the season so far? I can tell you mine really quick. The Utah Jazz <laughs> at eight and three. Yeah, uh, yeah, I gotta agree with that. I mean, that's one of my biggest surprises. Okay, any, um, any uh, go ahead. <clears throat> I would just say that. Uh, you know, Brooklyn. I, I, I mean. Head coach fired, all the shit going on with Kyrie. 
KD is still trying to carry that team. But, I mean, again, them and Philly, uh, Philly both. So, you know, Philly's been underperforming. You know, they're four and six right now. So, but um, you know what? I'm going to say this real quick. I just want to give a shout out to my my team, the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are quietly the second best team in the NBA right now behind Milwaukee. Milwaukee's nine and oh. My Cavs just beat the Lakers yesterday. So, yep, things are looking on the up and up for those boys. I'll tell you that right now. That, see, that's good. I was going to mention Cleveland, but since you did, I won't repeat. What I will say, though, is why can't Washington just tank? I fucking hate the fact that they have every opportunity in the world to just have a bad season and they win. It's like, no, you you're doing the opposite of what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to lose. You losing means high draft pick. You're winning means you're going to end up with like the fucking eighth or ninth pick. Fucking tank. Do what the Lakers think they're doing now that they're winning. They're like, oh, well, whatever. No, just lose. Do, do what you've been doing for the past six seasons. Just lose. Losing is more beneficial than winning right now. Especially with this draft class, like the way that Q had phrased it to me in the offseason, this draft class might be the best in the last like two or three years. So I would highly suggest them just do what the fuck they're supposed to do and lose. Do like every Washington team does. Stop winning games. It's that simple. So, yeah, uh, that, that's my only thing. Chicago, I'm really happy that they're not as good as I thought they were going to be. Toronto, yeah. Boston, I'm... Again, I'll wait till the All-Star break for them. But, yeah, Washington, I was expecting them to be like, you know what, we're just going to start 0-8 because fuck it. Like, why? Like, we know who we want. And they need to start in Washington. So, uh, unfortunately, we we live in D.C., you and I, and it it just hurts to know that all the potential in the world and you want to win games. You know how sad that is, Q, when we have to just, like, hope that a team loses and they intentionally win just to spite us. It's like that fucking Joanna Man movie. Like, just fucking lose. Like, what, what is so wrong? Like, what is wrong? Like, like, you know, you're supposed to lose this game. And it's like, oh, no, we're going to win. Like, yo, this is not Coach Carter. This is not the Six Man. This is not Joanna Man. This is not those movies where, like, at the end, the terrible team that was terrible all, you know, the beginning of the season, they just go on a streak of winning 10 games. Next thing you know, oh, they won the championship. It's like... Or you could have just lost. <laughs> movies. It's like, yeah, like, lose. Like, like, there's no good that comes from that. Like, Emilio Estevez even told you, like, yo, like, you're winning for me? And they're like, yeah. Like, no. Lose. Losers should lose. Like, you're not getting grants. You're not getting, like, fucking Washington, man. Like, it, it just, it's really frustrating because whenever they have a good year, they always end up having the worst pick. And we're always sitting there questioning, like, why did they do it? And the reason why? Because they wanted to be a play-in seed. It's like, a play-in seed for what? You know you're going to lose. And then when you lose, you're not even putting up a fight. You lose fucking 4-0. Or you lose 4-1. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, it is Washington. Like, or they just lose the fucking play-in. 
you know, you know how disrespectful you have to be to your hometown, you know, from the city that you play in. If you're like, you know what, we're gonna do bad, but we're gonna do pretty good. It's like getting a D in sports. Like, oh great, you know what, <laughs> D's passing. It's like, yeah, but you know what, you're still the dummy. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, like, what are we doing? If D is for dummy, then that's what the fuck it is. I, I'm, I'm done talking about this, but. I'm going to say the last little thing. Because um, this is Q's team, I fully expect them to do what they're going to do right around the Christmas break is lose all the winnable games. Like, they'll beat, like, Detroit and Indiana and stuff. And then when it comes to games, like the home games, like the Lakers and stuff like that, the people are like, you know what? Like, all those, you know, the premier teams when they come to DC, they usually take the night off. Oh, LeBron's not playing; it's a rest day, or you know, Luca's a rest day and shit. They're gonna lose by fucking thirty-five, and you're like, you, you see, it, it doesn't work out. So you end up losing to the lottery teams. Like what? <laughs> you lose to the lottery teams and beat the high seed teams, and then you end up competing with those lottery teams that are already tanking. Like, Minnesota won't be tanking. But you know who should? Fucking Sacramento. Washington's going to go to Sacramento and end up winning all of Sacramento's series. You're like, what the fuck? Why? You're supposed to lose them. Like, beat the fucking Lakers. Beat Golden State. Stop beating Sacramento. That is who you need to lose to. So when that, you know, when that annoying-ass kid goes and picks out, you know, who's the kid for the Wizards who... Every year he goes and picks out the number and he tells us, oh, the, the Wizards have the fifth pick or the eighth pick. And he's like, yo, like, shut up, kid. Like, you're ruining it for all of us, bro. Like, we just want to win. We don't. We just want a good pick. This fucking kid every year. Like, I just, I hate it, yo. It, uh, see, I done said too much. Somebody going to cancel me for saying fuck that kid. But it's, it's just disgraceful. I, I, I really am sick at the Wizards oh, losing intentionally. So, long story less long, uh, I'm praying for Washington. That's my NBA news of the week. Um, Q, do you have any more? No, um, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you about the Wizards. Yes, they love, this, love being on the treadmill of mediocrity, but they love being on the treadmill of me- mediocrity because Ted Leonsis does not want to tank. He's anti. He's anti. He hates it. He hates it. So for him, he's like, well, I'd rather us be on the treadmill mediocrity than um, completely sucking and nobody coming to the game. <clears throat> and this is why we can't have nice yeah, he things. Doesn't, yeah, he, exactly. Exactly. Um, I have nothing else to move here. I haven't really been paying that much attention to it because who cares? It's football. <clears throat> um, so, that's it. I spoke. Oh, no, yeah, one more. Just one more. And this is quickly. The Houston Astros won the World Series. Um, who, who cares? Who, I, I, who, yes, absolutely. Who cares? <laughs> but I'm. There's one one person I'm ecstatic. Actually, two people. Yeah, I'm ecstatic for. The first one is Trey Massey oh, yeah. overcoming yeah. cancer. Overcoming cancer. Um, the Orioles did him a solid. Even though the Orioles were 
pretty semi-good this year. The only thing him was solid. Send him to Houston. He goes, he wins the ring. Sorry. Happy that is true. So, yeah. The, I, second, I the second person I am ecstatic for, Dusty Baker. I'm happy that he finally gets I'm, I'm happy that he finally got a ring. He got a ring as a player. This is, you know, he, he uh, almost got to the pinnacle, of, you know, in his previous stops as the manager. Uh, he would have had one last year, but the but the Braves. So mm-hmm. shout out to so shout out to Dusty Baker. You know, he's seventy three years old, and he was partying with them, <laughs> partying like shit with them uh, Saturday night. So yeah, definitely shout out to shout out to Dusty Baker. Shout out to Trey Mason. Fuck the fuck the Musty Astros, um, and also fuck. Fuck the Phillies and their turncoat, that turncoat bastard, Bryce Harper. All right, let's go ahead and bring her back on up. All right, Ashley. Yeah, this stereo just stereo just blew me out. I'm I'm like. It's all yours. Okay. It's all yours. And let us know what happened with the world of wrestling. Yeah, well, a lot has happened. So let's start out with the WWE. Of course, they had a big pay per view this past weekend. So let's just get into those results. So, opening the show, we had Brock Lesnar defeating Bobby Lashley. Um, not a spectacular match. There was no title on the line. However, uh, they did what they were supposed to do, and I'm actually excited to see what other matches come out of this one. Uh, next up, we have the women's tag team match with Dakota Kai and Io Sky defeating Alexa Bliss and Asuka to become the new champions again. I'm starting to notice some um, hot potato going on with the titles, and that's not a good thing. So hopefully Dakota Kai and Io Sky can hold on to it a little bit longer. Next up, we have Drew McIntyre defeating Karrion Cross in a steel cage match. Um, not not really exciting, and and I hope this is the last meeting between those two. They they're starting to drag this out now, so hopefully this is the last one. Next up, we have the six man tag team match with the Judgment Day defeating the OC. The OC being uh, AJ Styles, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson. Uh which means that he was not in Osaka like he was supposed to be, but I'll get into it a little bit later. <laughs> um, next up, we have Braun Strowman defeating Omos. This was actually a pretty good match for two big guys and Omos still being kind of green. This was still a good match, but I'll I'll get into Braun Strowman a little bit later too. Uh, next up, we have uh, the Usos defeating the Brawling Brutes to retain the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. And then next up, we have Bianca Belair defeating Bayley to retain her Raw Women's Championship match in a last woman standing match. So good job on these ladies. They did a great job on this. I don't think there was a spot that was bad in this match. It, it was it was such a really good match. Uh, next up, we had a appearance by Bray Wyatt. Uh, it, there's a lot of mystery surrounding him and what they're trying to do with him right now in WWE, but I, I'm intrigued. I want to see where else they, they take this mystery or, you know, 
fighting his demons, whatever they're trying to do with him. I'm waiting to see what they do with it. And then finally, in our main event, Roman Reigns defeated Logan Paul to retain his undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I got to say, this is one of those matches where it had me on the edge of my seat. Like, wow, could Roman Reigns really lose? But no, he was able to pull it out. And there were pretty good spots in this match. Uh, One, when they had, you know, each side brought their family members out, and that was pretty good. And then Logan Paul, of course, he broke the internet when he went live to film himself putting Roman Reigns through the table. So that got over 40 million views. So that was a really good match. And shout out to Roman Reigns because he really did a good job on making Logan Paul look good. Even though Logan Logan had been practicing like he was supposed to, you can you still gotta have somebody to make you look good. And Roman did exactly that. But after all of that, Logan Paul did sustain his injuries to his ACL, meniscus, and I think it's MCL. So he's pretty messed up after this. <laughs> but um overall, I give the crown jewel a pay-per-view a four. Um strictly off of the main event, the uh, tag team matches and also the Raw Women's Championship match. I think those those matches on the card really carried the pay per view. So for that, I give it a four. Um, in other WWE news, if you're watching Monday Night Raw, you saw Mia Yim, uh, who was with WWE previously, but was released and went to Impact. Well, now she's back with the company and has joined with the OC. So the OC has a new female member now. So, you know, that's what's up. Um, After that, the next event we are looking forward to is Survivor Series, which is on 1126, which may have a War Games theme. So that should be exciting. Also, Shisuke Nakamura is being announced to face uh, Keiji Muto with the NOAA promotion over in Japan for his retirement show. So kudos to WWE for giving him the permission to do that. That's pretty big. But uh, there's not really much to report on AEW, except they did sign Bandito. If you don't know who Bandito is, he's a really awesome luchador. So check him out on YouTube. He's really awesome in the ring. But moving on to New Japan, they also had their Battle Autumn pay-per-view on 11.5 as well. Um, there were some junior tag team matches uh, with their titles on the line, heavyweight tag team titles on the line, among other things. But uh, speaking of Carl Anderson, we know he did not show up in Osaka. Instead, Yujiro Takahashi, also from Bullet Club, took his place to face Hikaleo and lost. <laughs> um, the plan was for New Japan to strip him of the title. However, Hikaleo apparently asked them not to. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they plan to do with that, but hey. Uh, next up, the United Empire's TJP and Francisco Akira defeated LIJ's Bushi and Teton to retain their junior tag team titles. Um, this is a really good match, and I think Bushi has finally found someone that he can uh, tag up with equally, like in height, uh, body size, and even wrestling style. So It'll be interesting to see what Bushi and Teton do together as a tag team. And on the heavyweight side, FTR defeated United Empire's Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb to retain IWGP 
heavyweight tag team titles. And um, if y'all if y'all are not familiar with FTR, they're a really great tag team. In fact, people say they're the best tag team in wrestling today. So <laughs> really go and check them out. Uh, next up, we had a sing- well a tag team match with the top uh, junior uh, competitors. So Master Wato teamed up with El Desperado to face Taji Ishimori and Hiromu Takahashi in pretty much a preview match to their big four-way in Wrestle Kingdom. So that was a really good one. And next up for the next two matches was pretty much the semifinals for the IWGP World Television title match. This is a brand new title, so that's what the whole tournament is about. Ren Narita defeated Sonata to advance to the finals, and Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Evil to advance to the finals. So they will be facing each other now um, at Wrestle Kingdom January 4th to see who will take home the IWGP World TV title. And shout out to Ren Narita, too, because he was a young lion. He was over in the LA Dojo on excursion. Pretty much trained by uh, Shibata. Pretty much told to be, you know, like the second coming of Shibata. So he's worked really hard to get to the spot. And now he will be at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, which is an easy spot to get. But next up, we have the IWGP US Championship match on the line. Will Ospreay defeated Tetsuya Naito to retain his title, leaving a lot of us wondering what's next for Naito. Um, he still doesn't have a spot at Wrestle Kingdom yet like he wants, so we're just kind of waiting to see what happens with that. But in other event news, New Japan has a lot coming up for pretty much the rest of the year. Their biggest event being the historic crossover show that they're holding with Stardom, which is a promotion pretty much of Joshi wrestlers, Joshi being the female wrestlers over in Japan. And that's going to be a pretty big one on 11-20 with... Uh, Mayo Iwatami, Hiroshi Tanahashi, El Desperado, and Kyrie. So if you remember Kyrie Sane from WWE, she's over in Japan now, so she'll be there. Um, and also there's going to be a junior tag league and a heavyweight tag league beginning the next day on the 21st with Leo Rush and Yo, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin, some of the super juniors that will be competing. And then also on the heavyweight side, you have Naito and Sonata, Suzuki, Lance Archer, some of the heavyweights that are getting together to see who's the best tag team. But if they win, you get a spot at Wrestle Kingdom fighting for the tag team title. So that's the big prize there. Um, is everyone ready for the award for the night? Most definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Drum roll. Drum roll. Let's get ready for the awards. Okay. The YBA Sports Desk Shut the Fuck Up Award goes to Braun Strowman. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. 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 And you know how serious this is because I do not curse. So you know how serious this is. (laughs) Yes. The Shut the Fuck Up Award goes to Braun Strowman. And I'll tell you why. In a now-deleted tweet, Braun Strowman tweeted after Crown Jewel, Holy hell, at Giant Omos, can you believe we got 47 five-stars and reminded the people that no one cares about these floppy flippers? Giants and monsters greater than flippy flipper bag your groceries at Kroger. 
hashtag airport test, hashtag size is the prize, hashtag swole is the goal. Now, in case you're wondering what he mean by that, basically he's saying the big guys are the best and no one cares about the athletic small guys. And my whole thing is, dude, you just got back from WWE. Just early this year, you was an indie scene trying to create your own narrative, trying to control your own narrative in some promotion you started up with other guys who are into conspiracy theories and trying to sell out a bar that only showed like 24 people that showed up. So you went from that, now you're in front of a big crowd and now you're fooling yourself. Just shut the fuck up, do your job, go home. And that's it. You don't got to be doing all this extra stuff. You don't got to put others down to boot yourself up. So now, now look at you. Now you got the heat that you had before. So he, he's known for doing this and he, he hasn't learned anything. So yes, the very first ever Shut the Fuck Up Award goes to Braun Strowman. Let's give him a yes. virtual clap for sticking his foot yes. in his mouth. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting so long for this. We've been on the show for a year and I've never given an award. So if that is going to yes. be the first one, we need more. Yes. We need more. And you know what? I have a feeling there will be a lot more. If he is, this is the tip he's on already. He just got back in the company. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's going to be more. I'm pretty sure of it. But yeah, that's pretty much it in the world of wrestling. Uh, back to you, Q. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Cassie, for that update. And congratulations on making your first award on the show. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Since we are in the season of awards, Lou, do you have any this week? I do not. No, I do not. It's all you and Greg. I want to give an award to Bryce Harper. I told your ass you could not win without the Washington Nationals. And look at you. Lost to Houston of all teams. Guess what? It's your fault. You should have stayed your ass in Washington. But I want to give the Adam Gates Why You Still Here award to Tom Brady. You have nothing to prove anymore, sir. That's it. That's it. You, you can officially hang it up after this season. The Bill O'Brien, you know, you done fucked up that award. I don't have one, but I really want to give it to Kyrie Irving for the third consecutive year. He, he's ongoing for that. So that's a forever problem. I do want to also say to anybody who is disrespectful to women's tennis, you also get the Adam Gates Why Are You Still Here Award because someone said something on Twitter. I have to find the tweet. They were like, you don't understand why women's tennis is a thing over women's soccer. And I was like, it generates more money. That's why. But, again, I, I don't want to go into a long diatribe, but I thought I will just say those are my awards for the week. I'm waiting to see what Kyrie does. I'm also waiting to see if Aaron Rodgers wins because if he loses to Dallas, I'm talking for 28 straight minutes about Aaron Rodgers all over again, and you're going to love it. Those are my awards for me, and we'll see you next week. All right, my little boy, you know, you ain't fucked up. My award goes to Taylor Heineke for throwing that horrible-ass interception 
that cost us the game. The cost the commanders the game yesterday. Yeah, he gets it this week. Yes, he does. That interception negated every positive thing that he did during the game because that was the reason we lost. Uh, he gave an award to a Washington commander. Those bones freeze over the night. The Adam Gates, why are you still here, Warren? Go see Daniel Marchita. Sell the fucking team. Sell the fucking team. Sell it now. Sell it today. Don't waste it tomorrow. You should have sold it yesterday. Sell the goddamn team, Dan. That's all I have to do. So, great show, everybody. Uh, we will see you next Monday. And guess who the Monday Night Football game is? Guess who's on Monday Night Football next week? The Commanders are in Philly to take on the Eagles. This should be fun, ladies and gentlemen. But we will see you next week. Uh, same back time, same back channels. I will probably be using a whole lot more customers because the commanders will be playing. And this should be fun. But for Greg, for Lou, for Cassidy, I am a great team. Have a great week in the world of sports and in life. And we'll see you again here on Monday. That's my day. Peace out, everybody. Peace out. Peace out. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. <laughs>